الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد And so we begin على بركة الله with the kitab الأربعون النووية الأربعون النووية the 40 ahadith of Imam al-Nawawi Rahimahullah that Imam that Imam Abu Zakariya Yahya bin Sharaf al-Nawawi al-Damashqi that great Imam from the 7th century after Hijrah born in the year 631 after Hijrah and this Imam, Ayyul Ikhwa, was an Imam in different sciences, an Imam in Hadith, an Imam in Fiqh, an Imam in Lugha, in the Arabic language. Mu'allafat, he had, he authored many books. Riyadh al-Salihin, most of you have heard of, and that book that we are currently going through every day after the Salawat, after, after the Maghrib prayer. Also this book, Al-Arba'un Nawawiyya. Also, he explained that kitab, that kitab azim, that sahih of Imam Muslim. Also, Minhaj Al-Talibin, and Sharh Al-Muhadhab, and other books from the books of fiqh. The fiqh al-shafi'i. An imam. An imam from the a'imah of this ummah. And this book, titled, that is titled Al-Arba'oon al-Nawawiyya, in reality, ayyul ikhwa, consists of 42 hadith. 40 hadith of al-Nawawiyya, you may think 40 hadith. In reality, there's 42 it's 42. Um, however, this is from the angle of uh, rounding off. Rounding off. That here, those scholars who authored those books and titled them Al-Arba'oon, then they, are, they, then, they, then they round it down. If so here, uh, Imam Anoui, he rounded down to the nearest 10, 40. So that's why the book is called Al-Arba'oon. Al-Arba'oon, the 40 hadith of an, uh, Imam Al-Nawi. And something, this is something that a number of scholars they did, a number of aima they did. They authored books of hadith consisting of 40 ahadith, or around that number, 40 ahadith, uh, based on some ahadith that mention the fadl and the virtue of one who memorizes and preserves 40 ahadith from the ahadith of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. From them, from those ahadith, is that hadith where the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi or where it is said that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he said, man whoever memorizes from my ummah, arba'in haditha, 40 ahadith, 
meaning 40 ahadith concerning the religion, that this is something that has been ascribed as a hadith, that the Messenger of Allah he said, that he, that he said this, that whoever memorizes 40 ahadith, بَعَثَهُ اللَّهُ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ فِي زُمْرَةِ الْفُقَهَاءِ وَالْعُنَمَاءِ Allah will raise him with the scholars and with the fuqaha, those who have understanding in the religion. However, this hadith is da'if, it's weak. Hadith, da'if, and there has come other wording, uh, another wording where it's mentioned that the one who memorizes 40 ahadith, that, kuntulahu, meaning on the yawm al-qiyamah, I, I will be for him, I will be for him, shafi'an, uh, intercessor, I will intercede for him, and, I will, I will be shaheeda, I will be a witness for him. However, all of these ahadith are vaif, weak, weak. However, some of the scholars, although this hadith is da'if, they still authored books uh, containing 40 ahadith, because some of them they held that, although a hadith may be da'if, weak, and we know the way of Ahli Sunnah is that we act upon the sunnah that is sahihah, that sunnah that is authentically uh, established upon the Messenger of Allah Wasallam. However, some of the scholars, they held that acting upon a hadith that may be da'if is allowed in the fada'il, in the fada'il, in the virtues, uh, those hadith that have not come concerning the usul of the religion. Those hadith that have not come concerning the, the foundation, the, the principles of our religion. Those important matters in the religion, connected to aqidah, connected to ibadah, worship, and ahkam, rulings. So some of the scholars, they, uh, they authored based uh, on this and this view that they took. Imam Annawi himself, in his muqaddimah, in his introduction of this, uh, of this kitab, he acknowledges and he says that, however, this hadith is da'if. And he mentions that it is not from this angle that I authored this book and gathered together 40 odd ahadith. But from the angle of Yuballigh uh, al-Shahid al-Ghaib, that hadith, authentically narrated from the Messenger of Allah, that let the one who was present, let him convey and teach and pass on to the one who was not present, absent. And also, نَظَّرَ اللَّهُ إِمْرَأً سَمِعَ مَقَالَتِي فَوَعَاهَا May Allah illuminate the, 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 the man who hears my statement, or hears my, some of my speech. In another wording, He heard from me a hadith. And he comprehended it, understood it. And he passed it on, just as he heard it. So he, Imam al he mentions that it is from this angle that he, he uh, authored this this uh, book, and he acknowledges that a hadith was da'if. Many imams, they authored, they authored books that consisted of uh, 40 ahadith, or around that number. From them, the first of them, Abdullah ibn Mubarak. Abdullah ibn Mubarak. And from them, Al-Arba'un hadith of, uh, uh, of Al-Ajurri, the sahib of the kitab, the, the one who authored the kitab, uh, Al-Shari'ah. Al-Shari'ah. 
uh, in different abwab mutafarriqah, different areas or different uh, sciences in the religion. 40 ahadith around different aspects of the religion. Also, al-arba'un fi riwayati ar-rabbil alameen. Fi riwayati, fi riwayati ar-rabbil alameen of uh, Ibn Daqiq al-Eid, where he brought together all those ahadith or 40 ahadith, 40 ahadith, Qudsiyyah. Those ahadith where the Messenger of Allah narrates from his Lord. He narrates from Allah. That Allah said, not Quran, but hadith, but hadith Qudsi. Where the Messenger of Allah, he mentions that Allah said. And the difference between hadith Qudsi and the Quran is that the Quran is recited in the, in the Salah. It's recited in the Salah, but hadith Qudsi, we don't uh, recite that in the Salah. Also, Al-Imta'ah bil-Arba'een al-Mutabayanah bil-Sharth al-Sima'ah of Ibn Hajar. Where here he brings together, he brings uh, 40 ahadith, uh, each hadith consisting of, the chain consists of the each narrator hearing from the one above him, and the one who narrated the hadith. And this is from the highest levels of tahammul. Uh, when, when the narrators, when they narrate, and from the, the strongest uh, ahadith, are those ahadith where the narrator, he mentions, سَمِعْتُ That I heard, that I heard the imam, my imam say, and he heard his imam say, up until the sahabi who says, سَمِعْتَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ وسلم. And so here he brings from, 40 ahadith, all of them within their chains, from Ibn Hajr all the way to uh, Rasul and to the Sahabi, that each narrator he heard. And this is much stronger than uh, Al-Qira'ah, mathalan. When a narrator he says, uh, I read to the Shaykh. Or Al-Munawala. These are some of the ways in how the ahadith of the Messenger of Allah وسلم, are transmitted, passed on. That the Shaykh he gave him uh, a copy of his ahadith that he had written down with him. Munawala. Or Wujada. Or that he found, that someone found, the, the, the student he found, he found some ahadith written down with the writing of the narrator of that hadith. Here, Imam Ibn Hajar he brings. Uh, 40 ahadith, all of them within their chains, the narrator mentioning, Sami'tu, that I heard, and this is from the strongest uh, ahadith as it relates to the chains of narration. Uh, also, Al Arba'un Hadithan of Hafid Al Mundhari, Ali Al Qari, and Al Bayhaqi in Akhlaq, in mannerisms and Akhlaq, he authored 40 ahadith. As for Imam Nawawi in this book, he brings, or these ahadith are concerning abwab mutafarriqah, different uh, sciences, different topics and subjects. So from them he brings, the first hadith, bi'inillah we're going to study today, is ikhlas. Ikhlas, sincerity. Sincerity. And to worship Allah alone, and to, to perform all our actions for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. And also the second hadith, that hadith 
concerning the pillars of Islam, the pillars of Iman, Hadith Jibreel. When Jibreel, alayhi salam, the angel came and taught the Sahaba their religion. And in A'mal, in the, 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 the righteous actions, also a hadith in akhlaq, mannerisms, in adab. All these a hadith that Imam Anoi brought together uh, to remind us and to encourage people to learn these a hadith and the meanings that are within them. A book, Ayyul Ikhwa, that uh, has been accepted by the scholars, explained by many, Ibn Rajab, uh, Ibn Rajab al Hambali. A famous explanation of this book, uh, Ibn Mulaqqin, who was the teacher of Ibn Hajar. Ibn Hajar. And Ibn Hajar himself also explained this book. Uh, and from the, from the present day scholars, Ibn Uthaymeen, Sheikh Saleh Al-Fawzan, Sheikh Abdul Muhsin, Al-Abbad, uh, Sheikh Saleh Al-Sheikh, and many others. Uh, and again, what we're going to do is we're going to look, we're going to take from, from Ibn Uthaymeen, from Sheikh Salih Al-Fawzan, from uh, Sheikh Abdul Muhsin and Sheikh Salih Al-Sheikh, Bidnillah. Al-Hadith Al-Awwal, the first hadith, is that hadith, Azim, Ayyul Ikhwa. Tremendous hadith. Where Imam Nawi, he brings the, the he, he mentions Al-Hadith Al-Awwal, the first hadith, and he, say, he says, An Amir Al-Mu'mineen. عن أمير المؤمنين أبي حفص عمر بن الخطاب رضي الله عنهم. So from Amir al-Mu'minin, the leader of the believers, Umar ibn al-Khattab, قال, he said, سمعت رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول, I heard the messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم say, إنما الأعمال بالنيات وإنما لكل مرئ ما نوى. Indeed, actions are only by their intentions. We're going to explain all of this, بإذن الله. Actions are only by their intentions. And every person will have only that which he intended. So whoever's hijrah, yani migration from the lands of kufr, the lands of disbelief, the lands of, not the land of the Muslims, whoever migrates from that land to the land of the Muslims, فَمَنْ كَانَتْ حِجْرَتُهُ إِلَى اللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ Whoever, whoever, whoever's hijrah was for the sake of Allah, for Allah and for His Messenger, فَهِجْرَتُهُ إِلَى اللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ Then his hijrah is for Allah and for His Messenger. وَمَنْ كَانَتْ حِجْرَتُهُ لِدُنْيَا يُصِيبُهَا وَمْرَأَةٍ يَنْكِحُهَا فَهِجْرَتُهُ إِلَى مَا هَاجَرَ إِلَيْهِ So whoever his hijrah is not for Allah, not for His Messenger, but for the dunya. Something from the dunya we matters. Something from the worldly matters. Or for a woman, that he may marry her, فَهِجْرَتُهُ إِلَى مَا هَاجَرَ إِلَيْهِ And his hijrah is for that which he intended. His hijrah is for that which he intended. And this hadith, رَوَاهُ إِمَامَ الْمُحَدِّثِينَ this hadith was recorded, recorded by the two imams of the muhaddithin. Those two imams from all of those imams that recorded down the ahadith. These two, the greatest imams. The imams from these muhaddithin. Uh, Abu Abdullah, Muhammad ibn Ismail, ibn Ibrahim, ibn al-Maghira, bin Bardazba, bin Bardazba, 
al-Bukhari. Imam al-Bukhari. And also Abu al-Husayn, Muslim ibn al-Hajjaj, ibn Muslim al-Qushayri, al-Naysaburi. Imam Muslim also, he recorded this hadith. And in fact, this hadith was recorded by all the six imams. The books of hadith. The kutub al-Sitta. You know, all those six books of hadith, you find this hadith uh, within them. That's the hadith, ayyul ikhwa, that we're going to study today, bi'ithnillah. As for the narrator, then the narrator is that Sahabi al-Jaleel, Umar ibn al-Khattab, Umar ibn al-Khattab, Ibn, Nuf, ibn Nufayl, Ibn Abdul Uzza, Ibn, ibn Ribah, Ibn Abdullah, Ibn Qurt, Ibn Razah, Ibn Adi, Ibn Ka'b, Ibn Lu'ay. And for those who were present for that dars and that lesson that we gave concerning the lineage, then we know that that Umar ibn Khattab, he meets with the lineage of Muhammad sallallahu with who? For those who were present? Anyone remember? Huh? Ka'b. Ka'b. He meets with the Messenger of Allah, his lineage meets with Ka'b. Al-Adawi. So Ibn Umar, uh, Umar ibn Khattab, he is referred to as Al-Adawi Al-Qurashi. Al-Adawi Al-Qurashi. And Al-Qurashi, he's here now when we say Al-Qurashi, we are attributing him to who? Al-Quraysh. Because we mentioned for those who were present, so we said Ka'b ibn Ulay, ibn Ghalid, ibn Fihr, ibn Malik, ibn Nadar. And we said Quraysh was who? Anyone remember? Huh? Fihr? Difference of opinion. Some said Fihr and some said Nadar. Nadar. Majority say Nadar. However, so if he meets, if, if Umar meets with the Messenger of Allah, وسلم, well before with, with Ka'b, then yani he's definitely Qurayshi. He's from Quraysh. Because everyone who came from Fihr or Nadar is from Quraysh. From Quraysh. He's Adawi because that's an attribution, uh, that's a nisbah going back to uh, Adi, as we, as we, we, we heard. His Kunya was Abu Hafs. Abu Hafs. And his nickname, Al-Farooq. Al-Farooq. And he is one of the ten. One of the ten. Al-Mashhud lahum bil-Jannah. Al-Ashra, Al-Mubashirin bil-Jannah. The ten that are guaranteed paradise. Amr al-Khattab from them. One of the four. Khulafa. One of the four. Khulafa, the caliphs. After the messenger of Allah, sallallahu He was born in the... He was born 13 years after Amfil. Amfil. That year when the Messenger of Allah was born, the year of the elephant. 13 years later he was born. And he became Muslim after 40 men had become Muslim before him. 40 men and 11 women before him. Umar ibn Khattab. And there are some narrations concerning his story and how he became Muslim. That he was on the way. Some narrations mention, mention this. That he was on the way to kill the Messenger of Allah to kill the Messenger of Allah who had split the affair of Quraysh with this new call to Islam. And so he's on his way, and on the way he met a man who was hiding his Islam because at that time they were weak. 
hiding his Islam. But he said, once he found out that he was going to kill the Messenger of Allah, he said, that your sister Fatima ibn Khattab, ibn Abint al Khattab, she is Muslim. So he went, he got diverted and went to Fatima. And when he went there, he heard verses of the Quran. And then he said, Take me to Muhammad. And then he went and took his shahada. On the way to kill the Messenger of Allah. But Allah guided him. Because the Messenger of Allah made dua. That, uh, that, that Allah guides him. And that Allah gives strength to the Muslims by way of his Islam. The one, Amr al-Khattab, the one about whom the Messenger of Allah he said, قَدْ كَانَ يَكُونَ فِي الْأُمَمْ قَبْلَكُمْ مُحَدَّثُونَ That there used to be men from amongst the nations before who were not prophets, but muhaddathun and mulhamun. Which means, it's like almost like they were inspired. Inspired. Some of the scholars say يعني, that uh, whenever they used to speak, it would coincide with the hukum of Allah and agree with, with, with Allah. Some of them say that the angels actually inspired them, but they weren't prophets. But the angels inspired them, spoke to them. The, the, uh, the Messenger of Allah he continued and he said, and he said he said, فَإِنْ يَكُنْ فِي أُمَّتِي أَحَدٍ فَإِنَّ عُمْرٌ مِخَطَّابٌ مِنْهُمْ If there was anyone from amongst them, from my ummah, then Umar al-Khattab is from them. And that is why in that hadith in the Sahih of, of Imam al-Bukhari, he said, وَفَقْتُ رَبِّ فِي ثَلَاثٍ He said, I agree, I, I, يعني I agreed with my Lord in three matters. Umar al-Khattab, how he would speak and... He was, it was in line with what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala want, wanted. And so he mentioned, he said, قُلْتْ يَا رَسُولُ اللَّهِ I said, O Messenger of Allah, لَوْ اتَّخَذْنَا مِنْ مَقَامِ إِبَرَاهِيمَ مُصَلَّهُ If we were to take the maqam of Ibrahim, the station of Ibrahim as a musallah, as a place of worship and, and salah, and so, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He revealed, فَنَزَلَتْ فَنُزِلَتْ uh, uh, أو فَنَزَلَتْ وَاتَّخِذُوا مِنْ مَقَامِ إِبْرَاهِيمَ مُصَلَّى Allah revealed. So take the maqam, the station of Ibrahim, as that place of salah, place of prayer. And, and the second thing that the Messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He said, He said, يَدْخُلْ عَنَا نِسَائِكَ الْبَرْءُ وَالْفَاجِرُ That the oh, Messenger of Allah, there comes, or there, there comes to your wives, البر, the, the, the righteous man, and the fajr, and the evil man. فَلَوْ أَمَرْتَهُنْ if, if you were to order them, يَحْتَجَبْنْ That they wear the hijab and they cover themselves. فَنَزَلَتْ آيَةُ hijab, And so the ayah of hijab was revealed. And also, in, in, in the third, is when, uh, he mentioned Omar ibn Khattab that the wives of the Messenger of Allah وسلم, gathered, yani Aisha and Hafsa. That they gathered over something that they became jealous over. And the Messenger of Allah, Afwan Umar, uh, he said, 
ay yubadilahu azwajan khayran minkun. That, that perhaps Allah will cause the Messenger of Allah to divorce you, to divorce you and replace you with wives that are better. And so Allah revealed in Surah Tahrim those ayat. فَنَزَلَتْ كَذَلِكَ As he mentioned, Umar. This is Umar ibn Khattab. The one who the Messenger of Allah وسلم, he saw in a dream a palace in Jannah. A palace that he so badly wanted to enter. A palace made of gold. Made of gold and يعني, pebbles from and, and the with all the descriptions that have come concerning Jannah, and the bricks made of gold and silver, and the mortar made of musk, pebbles, rubies. He saw this, this Jannah, and he asked, whose is this Jannah, this, this palace, and this Afwan, this, this Qasr, this uh, palace. And so, it was said to him, Shab, min Quraysh. A young man from Quraysh, and so he hoped it was his, it would be his, the Messenger of Allah. Then it was said to him that it is the, it is the palace of Amr bin Khattab. And so he said, that I, was aware, I, I was aware of your jealousy for Amr, and so I turned away and didn't enter it. And so when he told Amr, he began to cry. Amr began to cry. The one who Amr al Khattab, the one who, when he would take a path, then Shaytan would take the other path. The one who would take a path, then Shaytan would take another path. This is Amr al Khattab. He narrated Ayyulikwa from the Messenger of Allah, he narrated from Abu Bakr. And those who narrated from him, his children, Abdullah ibn Amr, Hafsa, Asim, and also from the Sahaba Ali. And Uthman and many others who narrated from him. He died at the age of 63. The same age as the Messenger of Allah This is Umar ibn Khattab. Radiallahu anhu. He died whilst he was praying. Stabbed. By Abu Lu'lu'a. Al-Mujusi. Thayruz, his name. Al-Khabith. Who stabbed him while he was praying. Umar Khattab praying, leading the people in prayer. And he came and stabbed him. And Abdurrahman ibn Auf and others, they mentioned that whilst he was praying, that he, they, they heard him give takbir, Amr al-Khattab. And then he recited from either Surah Taha or Surah Al-Nahl. And then the next thing, those who were close to him, they heard is, Qatalani. He's killed me. And in one word, one wording, أَكَلَنِي الْكَلْبِ Dog has يعني, ate me. And look at Umar al-Khattab, even in this state, and this man, this khabith, what he did, is he had a double-edged sword with him. Double-edged sword with him. يعني, sword, type of sword where a weapon or you hold in the middle and on both on the, the two sides, uh, sharp edge, swords. And he went through the row, took out 13 men. Took out 13 men. 
Seven of them died. Seven of them died. But even in this situation, Amr al-Khattab, he took Abdurrahman ibn Auf, pulled him forward, lead the prayer. Lead the prayer. The prayer with them, ayyul ikhwah. Even in this situation. So Abdurrahman ibn Auf, he led the prayer, very short prayer. As far as I remember, he, he recited, inna a'atayna al-kawthar. Sahaba with the salah. And even, while, even when he was on his deathbed, Look at what he was of concern to him. Do I have any debts? Clear my debts, Ya Abdullah, Abdullah ibn Umar, my son. Clear my debts. Go to Aisha, anha. Ask her permission that I be buried with the Messenger of Allah alongside him. And when they, when they, when Abdullah ibn Umar he went, he found Aisha anha crying, crying, because this was a musibah. It's mentioned that some of them they said that. When this happened, it's like no musibah ever before ever came to them. And so Aisha anha, she gave permission for Amr to be buried with the Messenger of Allah Wasallam. And this in reality, ayyul ikhwah, and this, this khabif, at the end he, he, he killed himself when he was seized by one of the Muslims who threw a cloak to, to capture him. Uh, and then when he realized he, you know, he had no way out, he killed himself. And this, in reality, as is coming in the hadith in Sahih Bukhari, uh, was the actualization of the dua of Umar ibn Khattab, where he said, um, he said, Allah marzuqani shahada fi sabilik. Oh Allah, bless me with shahada, martyrdom in your way. Wa mawtan fi balad nabiyik. And a death in the, in the city in the, in the city of your Prophet And the actualization of the hadith also in the Sahih of Imam al-Bukhari where the Messenger of Allah وسلم, when he ascended Uhud, that mountain, that great mountain with Abu Bakr and Umar and Uthman and the mountain Uhud began to shake and tremble and he said Uthbut, he said Uthbut Uhud he said, be, يعني, be still, O mountain. Indeed, there is a prophet on you. And Abu Bakr Siddiq, the truthful one. And two martyrs. Two martyrs. Who are they? Umar and Uthman. Because Uthman also was killed by the Khawarij. Look at how the Sahaba were, even at these times. As for the hadith, the hadith, hadith on Adim Ayyulikhwa, that many of the Imma started their books with. Many of the Imma. Imam al Bukhari, that book which is the most authentic book after the Quran. Imam al Bukhari, he began his Sahih. With this hadith, that the actions are only by the intentions. Likewise, Imam Nawawi in this had in this book that we're studying. Also in his book, Riyadh Salihin, after he brings the first chapter, Babul Ikhlas, the chapter of sincerity, doing things purely for the sake of Allah. Sincerely for the sake of Allah. And after bringing some verses concerning Ikhlas, then the first hadith he brings is. This hadith, first hadith. 
Also, Abdul Ghani al-Maqdusi in his book, Umnatul Ahkam. Imam al-Baghawi, Imam al-Baghawi in his book, Sharh al-Sunnah. Also, Musabih sunnah Many of the imma started their books. Imam al-Suyuti in his al-Jami' al-Saghir. Many of them. That is why that Imam Abdul uh, Rahman ibn Mahdi, he said, يَنْبَغِ لِكُلِّ مَنْ صَنَّفَ كِتَابًا أَنْ يَبْتَدِئْ فِيهِ بِهَادَ الْحَدِيثِ it is befitting that every person who authors a book, that he starts this book or his book with this hadith. Tambihan talib ala That the student, when he reads this book, it reminds him of the importance of correcting the, one's intention. That you do that we when you seek knowledge, you do it for the sake of Allah. And as you, as you some you are aware. That hadith, that hadith, of the three, the first three that will be dragged to the hellfire. All of them, the one who learnt the Quran, learnt the Quran, however, he learnt the Quran not for the sake of Allah, so that the people will say that he's a reciter. And then, the one who, ta'allam al ilm, he learnt knowledge. He learnt knowledge. Why? So it may be said that he's an alim, he's a scholar. And also the one who is in charity. He's in charity. So it may be said about him, he's jawad. He's generous. Not for the sake of Allah. First three to be dragged to the hellfire. So that is a reminder to every single one of us to make sure our intentions are always correct. Imam Shafi'i, he mentioned that this hadith enters into 70 chapters of ilm, of knowledge. 70 chapters of knowledge. <coughs> Some of the scholars, they mention that this hadith is from those hadith, those hadith, those narrations, going back to the Messenger of Allah al Islam. Those hadith, just a few, a few hadith that, that all of Islam revolves around. Some of them said four ahadith. From them, this hadith, إِنَّمَا الْأَعْمَالُ بِالنِّيَاتِ إِنَّ الْحَلَالَ بَيِّنْ وَإِنَّ الْحَرَامَ بَيِّنْ Indeed, the halal, the other hadith, also in the Sahihain, that hadith where the Messenger of Allah he said that the halal is bayin. Halal is clear. That which is allowed is clear. That which is haram is clear. Also, is, is had fima in the nas, or fi'aid in nas. Yani, don't wish for and stay away from those from that which is in the hands of the people. Don't let that concern you. The people will love you. Yani, stay away from the, the, the dunya we matters. Don't, don't be concerned with this dunya and that which the people chase. Also, the hadith, the hadith, yani, that, that hadith, that from the perfection of a man's Islam is that he leaves off that, that, that which doesn't concern him. That's the third. And also, so that's four now, right? That's four. So there are the four hadith that some of the scholars mention that the religion revolves around these four hadith. Some of them said three hadith. And they, so, so, they said that this hadith is 
thuluth is a third of the religion. Why? Because the actions, the actions are of three types. Either action of the heart, action of the tongue, and actions of the limbs. And so, a near, one's intention is the action of the heart, which is the one, one of the three categories of or types of actions. And it is arjahuha. It is the most important of them. Most important. Because a person may not, may intend something, but he's not able to do it. As we're going to see from other hadith, like those men. And the Messenger of Allah, he said that there are some men behind that we left in Medina. Who are with us, wherever we go, whichever path we, whichever path we take, whichever valley we cross. And they have the same reward. But they had a legitimate reason not to come out. Not to come out with us and to, and to go for, uh, for battle, for jihad. So here the action wasn't present, but the intention was present. And so it shows to us that the intention is the strongest of these three types of actions. And the best of them. It's also been mentioned that the, yani the religion revolves around two ahadith. Or the actions revolve around two ahadith. This hadith, إِنَّمَا الْأَعْمَالُ بِالنِّيَّاتِ And also the hadith narrated by Aisha رضي الله عنها مَنْ أَحْدَثَ أَوْ مَنْ عَمِلَ عَمَلًا لَيْسَ عَلَيْهِ أَمْرُنَا فَهُوَ رَدْهِ that whoever performs an action which is not from our religion, then it is rejected. So the scholars have mentioned a beautiful point here. That these two hadith, they are the criterion. That the first hadith, that's your criterion and your measure as it relates to the actions that are batina, the inward actions. So your intention. And man amila amala laysa alayhi amruna that hadith and whoever performs an action which is not from our religion, then that hadith is the measure and the criterion when judging the outward actions. The outward actions. And so in person he performs an action. Has a, he has his intention and the action itself by way of his limbs. By way of his limbs. If his intention is correct, then there remains his action. And his action, it has to be in accordance with the religion. His outward action. If it is not, then it doesn't matter about his intention. It is not accepted. And likewise the other way. If his intention is not for the sake of Allah, but his action is an action from Islam, he prays, he fasts, he gives in charity, and he does that in accordance to Islam, then it is not accepted. It is not accepted. Because that first condition is not there, not present. So this hadith, ayyul ikhwa, is clear in its subject. 
which is the subject of al-ikhlas, of sincerity, and correcting one's intention. And that the reward of a person is based on his intention. And the scholars, they mention, when it comes to this word, this word here, innama, innama al-a'malu bin-niyat, innama, it's a word that's used for restriction. And so for example, and so for example, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He mentions, so here we're going to see how innama can be used in two ways. Innama which is a complete restriction, and it negates anything else. It negates anything else. And then the innama which is makhsus, which is specific, it negates something but not, yani not completely. Not completely. So for example, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He mentions, He says, إِنَّمَا إِلَهُكُمُ اللَّهِ Indeed, your Lord is only Allah. إِنَّمَا Only Allah. That's a complete restriction. No other gods. You have no other gods. إِنَّمَا أَنَا بَشَرُ مِثْلُكُمْ That I am a man, just like you. And so, إِنَّمَا I am only a man. And then re-emphasized with مِثْلُكُمْ Just like you. So this is a complete restriction. Nothing else. The Messenger of Allah Wasallam was... A man, he, was, he, was, he, was, he wasn't divine, so that we worship him. He's, he wasn't an angel. He wasn't made of light. I am a man just like you. However, what distinguishes him from us, from, from the rest of ma- um, mankind, is that he is a prophet and a messenger. And he is Sayyid Walid Adam. And he is the best of all the men. As for when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says, He says, Innama anta nadir. Did you are only a nadir? You are only a warner. So there's a restriction there. You are only a warner. However, this is not in the complete sense because we know that the Messenger of Allah was not just a warner, he was also Bashir. He was also a giver of glad tidings. However, Innama anta nadir, indeed you are. You are only a nadir, a warner, for who? Man la yu'min bik. For those who don't believe, then you, for them, are just a warner. You're not, you're not going to give them glad tidings, because there are no glad tidings for them of Jannah. So for them, he is nadir. As for this hadith, coming back to this hadith, another example just to make it even uh, more clearer is when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He mentions, He says, إِنَّمَا الْحَيَاةُ dunya لَعِبْ the life of this world is only play and amusement. However, that's not in its complete sense because the dunya can also be a means to good. And for a person to get to Jannah, that he, he lives in this life, works righteous deeds, worships Allah alone, and that's a mean for him, means for him to get to Jannah. This hadith is from the complete restriction. Actions are only by the intentions, nothing else. Actions are only by their intentions, nothing else. And so here now, Sheikh Salah al-Sheikh, he makes this clear. What does it mean? إِنَّمَا الْأَعْمَالُ بِالنِّيَاتِ Actions are only by their intentions. He mentions, يَعْنِي إِنَّمَا الْأَعْمَالُ صِحَّةً وَقَبُولًا أَوْ فَسَادًا بِسَبَبِ النِّيَاتِ That the actions, صِحَّةً The correctness of the actions, and the acceptance of them, 
or the facade or the corruption or the actions not being accepted depends on the intentions. If the intention is good and correct, then the action will be accepted and a person will be rewarded. However, with the other condition that the action also has to be in accordance to the sunnah and accordance to and in accordance to the religion. فَمَنْ كَانَتْ هِجْرَتُهُ And now here, the Messenger of Allah وسلم, when he said, whoever's hijrah, migration, was for Allah and for his Messenger, now the Messenger of Allah وسلم, is given a real life example. He's, he's explained, actions are by the intentions. But then now he's giving an example. He's saying, that whoever makes hijrah, and his intention is to make that hijrah for Allah and for his Messenger, then that hijrah that he makes will be for Allah and his Messenger, if he intended it, and he will be rewarded accordingly. However, if that hijrah is not for that sake, and not for the sake of Allah, not for the sake of, the, of the, for his Messenger, then it will be, or he will be rewarded based on his intention. So if it's for the dunya, then he won't get reward in the akhirah. He won't get reward in the akhirah for it. That is why the scholars they mention uh, an, an easy way to understand it is man kant man kant hijratuhu ila Allahi wa rasuli niyatan wa qastan that whoever's hijrah or whoever's action whatever action it is is for the sake of Allah niyatan by way of his intention wa qastan something that he wants and intends fa hijratuhu ila Allahi wa rasuli thawaban wa ajran then his hijrah or whatever he does will be for the sake of Allah. Thawaban, he will get his reward and he will get his ajr. He will get his reward. Question, if someone made hijrah, if someone made hijrah intending to leave Dar al-Kufr, the lands of the, non, of, the, of the non-Muslims, and at the same time he intends to get married to a woman, 
or a woman intends to get married to a man in a Muslim land, what's the ruling of his hijrah? What's the ruling of his hijrah? Huh? If he intended to marry a woman? Yeah, both. He intends both. He intends both. Huh? He gets both? Huh? Due to time, Ibn Hajar, he mentions, That whoever intends by his hijrah to leave the lands of disbelief, um, and at the same time, he intends to marry a woman also in the Muslim land, then, فَلَا تَكُونْ قَبِيحَ وَلَا يَعْنِي غَيْرِ صَحِيحَ doesn't mean his hijrah is not correct. His hijrah is still correct. However, نَاقِصَةً It's deficient. And he doesn't get the same reward as the one who does it purely for the sake of Allah. Purely for the sake of Allah. And as many of the scholars have mentioned when they talk about the, the niyyah, then the niyyah as we know is in the qalb, it's in the heart. It's not pronounced, tilafud biha bid'ah as the scholars they say. That to pronounce the niyyah, to say it on the tongue, that is bid'ah. Man amila amila laysa alayhi amruna fahuwarad. Whoever performs the action which is not from our religion, it is rejected. And the Messenger of Allah did not do it. Sahaba didn't do it. If it was from our religion, they would do it. Something that is very important, your, your actions, your actions, actions are only by intentions. And so if this is the importance of our actions, and the reward of these actions, if the intention is to be said on the tongue, why did not the Messenger of Allah do it, or the Sahaba? Shaykh Ibn Uthaymeen, when he explained this, this hadith, and this book, he mentioned that a story that happened in the Mamlaka, in the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. That a man from Najd, a general person, a general person, he was in Masjid al-Haram in, 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 in Mecca. And it was Salat al-Dhuhr, the time to pray Salat al-Dhuhr. And there came a man besides him. And he said, Allahumma inni anwi, O Allah, I intend. And meaning he was pronouncing his intention. And he said, O Allah, I intend uh, to pray for you. Lillah. Salat al-Dhuhr. Inni, he said, Inni nawait an usalliya salat al-Dhuhr. O Allah, I have intended to pray salat al-Dhuhr. Arba' raka'at. Four units, four raka'at. Lillah, for Allah. Khalfa imam masjid al-Haram. Behind the imam of masjid al-Haram. And so just as about he was to make the takbir, before he was going to make the takbir, this man, general man, turned and he said to him, Yusbir ya rajul. He said, wait, wait, oh, you know, oh man, wait. What about the tarikh? What about the date? What about the day, the month, the year? Huh? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he knows. Khainat al-a'yun. He knows the, the fraud of the eye. When your eye looks this way, Allah knows that. There's not a waraqa, a leaf that falls from the tree so that Allah knows it. He doesn't need us to, to, uh, to pronounce the intention. As for the talbiyah, or the, 
when a person when he makes hajj and he mentions what he in, intends by way of nusuk, by way of ritual, and he says, Allahumma labayka umrah, or labayka uh, hajj. Then here, Sheikh Ibn Thaymin, he mentions this is just like when a person makes takbir to start the prayer. You make takbir to start the prayer. That what I, when you are distinguishing which nusuk you are doing, and from this point now you are starting. Just like takbir to ihram in the prayer. That you are starting your prayer. And so, some people, ikhwah, may use this hadith, they may use this hadith to say, my intention is correct, my intention is sound, and so I'm rewarded for that, regardless of what I do, even if my action is not in accordance to the sunnah. So even if I do something, celebrate the Prophet's birthday, if I celebrate this day and that day, all of these things which have no place in Islam, then my intention is sound. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he mentions, or Afwan, the Messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he mentioned in that hadith narrated by Abu Huraira, where he said, that the Messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he said, Inna Allah, la Allah does not look to your, to your bodies. Wala ila nor does he look at your appearance. Ila However, Allah looks to your hearts. So my heart is sound. Allah doesn't look at your actions. Allah doesn't look at anything else. He looks at, he looks at, he looks at your heart. He looks at your intentions. Actions are by intention. So my intention is sound. My intention is correct. I want to do good. However, that same hadith, Abu Huraira, the hadith is narrated in Sahih Muslim. That same hadith, directly after, Abu Huraira again narrates the same hadith with the addition, وَلَكِنْ يَنْظُرْ إِلَىٰ قُلُوبِكُمْ However, Allah looks to your heart, وَأَعْمَالِكُمْ And He looks to your actions. And this is Ziyadat Thiqa. Abu Huraira bringing some additional wording in the hadith, which is accepted. And it's possible that the, that the first hadith, the one who narrated from him, or someone within the chain, he left out this, second, this, this wording. وَأَعْمَالِكُمْ And your actions. However, they're both in the same Book of a book, Sahih Muslim, and also the hadith man amila amala laysi alayhi amruna fahuwa rad. Criterion, measure, clear. Worship Allah alone with tawheed, but that worship has to be in line with that which has come in Islam, in the Sunnah, and also in the Quran. So the distinction, ayyul ikhwa, the distinction is that whoever has an intention, whoever has an intention, and it is in, it is in accordance to the sunnah, it's in line with the, with the sunnah, and the way the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi performed that action of worship, then, even if he's not able to do it, like those men who were left behind in Medina, and he said, إِنَّ وَرَاءَكُمْ Or behind you, left behind men, in Medina, Rijalan from Medina, men in Medina, who were not able to come out with us for this battle, but they have the same reward as you. They have been left behind, or they couldn't come due to an excuse, but they have the same reward. So, if they were to come out, they would do the action in line with the Sunnah. Meaning, a person is rewarded, even if he's not able to do it, the action. However, if he was able to do it, and if he was going to perform it, he would do it in accordance to the sunnah. 
then he will be rewarded. However, if a pers person has intention, a good intention, but it is not in line with the sunnah, then he is not rewarded. Mardud, rejected. That hadith, wherein Abu Musa al-Ash'ari and Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, when those men were counting those pebbles outside the masjid, some of them, Allahu Akbar, others, Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, who's going to say this is something bad? Saying takbir, tahleel, tasbih. They intended good. And then when Abu Musa, he saw this, he was, this is strange. And so he went to Abdullah ibn, uh, Abdullah ibn Sa'ud. And when he came, and he said, how fast, O oh, Ummah of Muhammad Sallallahu you're going to your, to, to your destruction. Either you are on a religion that is better than Muhammad Sallallahu huh? or you know better. You know better. And so he said, Kamimuridin, how many who intend good, Kamimuridin lil khair, lan how many who intend good, but never achieve it. So yes, they had the intention. But their action was not in line with the sunnah. Was not in line with the sunnah. And so this hadith, ayyul many, many benefits we can take from this hadith. In fact, Imam al-Suyuti, he authored a book, a complete book just on this hadith. And he named it, Muntaha al-A'mal, fi sharh, innam al-A'mal. A book, complete book, concerning this hadith. 181 points of benefit that he brings just on this hadith. Also Ibn Taymiyyah and others from the Aima who explain this hadith. Hadith Azim Ayyul Ikhwah. Tremendous hadith. And with that we'll finish. And just to remind the brothers that we have also a class on Wednesdays concerning the Aqeedah. Concerning the Aqeedah. This Tawheed that is so important. On Wednesday at 7.15? Huh? 7.45. 7.45. And also on Friday, a new book that has begun, that we have started. The Rights of the Messenger of Allah Wasallam. The Rights of the Messenger of Allah Wasallam. The, be the best, or the one who is most beloved to us. And also, we have, on every Saturday, and we started today, a tarbiyah class for the shabab, for the youth, for the kids, and for the children. And we nurture them upon this religion. And mashallah, how many of them, mashallah, benefited today and they... They gave us hope. They gave us hope. And also this class we will uh, resume, we will uh, read from, the, from this book every Saturday bi-idhnillah. وَفَقَ اللَّهُ الْجَمِيعِ لِمَا يُحِبُّهُ وَيَرْضَاءُ وَصَلَّى عَلَى نَبِيْنَا مُحَمَّدٍ وَعَلَى آلِهِ وَصَحْبِهِ أَجْمَعِينَ